Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. If not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today, um, our schedule goes back to Ezekiel. And uh, Dr. McGee started back in chapter 38 and 39 again. We did this on Friday, but he revisited chapter 38 and 39 to make some high points, so we will too. And again, in chapter 38, the word of the Lord, verse 1, came to me, son of man, set your face toward Gog of the land of Magog. Now, uh, Gog is means root on top like a dictator. So Gog, he's, it's a nonspecific person, just like he's talking like to Pharaoh in Egypt. You know, he is addressing him as Pharaoh, but he's, he, this, he's addressing Gog, uh, this ruler, this unnamed ruler of the land of Magog. Now, another name, alternative translation of Magog is uh, Prince of Rosh. Um, now, the Prince of Rosh um, in the land of Magog is re- seen represent the Scythian people who live um, in vast, who lived at the time in vast regions of Asia, north of the Black Sea, north of the Caspian Sea. And so this seems to correspond to modern day Russia. Um, McGee, Dr. McGee thinks that. Um, and modern day Russia, even to this day, and all through history, since, since its name was sort of started, as Russia has been an atheistic country, that's their. They have no official religion. Their official religion there is no religion, although there are you know um, uh, churches there. The the official uh, religion there is atheism, as McGee's points out. So um, God's going to use, according to McGee, God's going to use an atheistic area, an atheistic region, to come down. Uh, and to be a part of um, his will. And so the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, uh, now I've seen in my study Bible that these cities refer to cities in modern-day Turkey, but uh, so if he's referring towards sort of this um, uh, prince of Rosh, uh, and then he says the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Now, whether or not the prince of Ru- uh, this Gog is the is also uh, the prince of these areas, or the referring to another prince, but uh, in any event, everything's directed towards Gog. 
And so this is uh, a prophecy against officially Gog. And he says in verse 4, I will turn you about and put hooks in your jaws and I will bring you out uh, on all of your army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed in full armor, a great host, all of them. Okay, so um, Persia, Cush, and Put are with them, uh, all of them with shield and helmet. Okay, so you've got these other areas also coming with um, with uh, Gog. Uh, you've got Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Put are the lands um, east of Egypt, which would be Libya, Algeria, Morocco. These are all the lands of Put, uh, including Tanzania. Um, and then the lands of Cush... Um, which are now modern-day Ethiopia and modern-day Sudan, Sudan being south of Egypt. Now, I've seen some references refer to Magog in modern-day Turkey, but uh, McGee feels that it is from the north, and um, it's more representative of um, modern-day Russia. Of course, um could be um, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal could also be uh, referring to Turkey as well. But in any event, um, this land of Gog, uh, whatever this is, is north of Israel. Of course, Turkey's north of Israel and so is Russia. So uh, in any event, um, there's going to be a bunch of people running around with um, Gog and um, so to put some of these funny names uh, into place, there's also, um, it says, verse 6, Gomer and all his hordes, uh, Beth Togarma, from the uttermost parts of the north, with all his hordes, many peoples are with you. So... So we got a lot of people here with this... Uh, this uh, Gog, this, uh, this uh, Prince of Roche, um, and we've got a lot of uh, names of people, but just to um, set some of this into perspective, um, you've got Noah, and Noah has sons. This is back in Genesis. This goes way far back, and Noah has sons, and one of the sons was Japheth, and then, this is from Genesis 10, verse 2. Then Japheth, who's one of Noah's kids, has a bunch of sons. And one of them's Gomer, one of them's Magog, one of them's Matty, one of them's Javan, and one of them's Tubal, and then Meshach, and then Tyrus. Okay? And then, um, so these sons were born after the flood. And so a lot of people feel uh, a lot of these, you know, kids went into different areas and these are the land of so-and-so. That's where we're getting the land of so-and-so. And so you've got uh, Gomer, Meshach. Meshach like, looked like modern-day Turkey. Gomer, uh, modern-day Turkey or possibly in Europe. Tubal, um, eastern Turkey. Beth. Torgama, um, which um, 
from the uttermost parts of the north, um, people might say that's um, even northern uh, Turkey versus even uh, north of that. Some people point to Armenia, um, but Turkey's also known as the House of Togarma. So if you go with this theory, uh, you would say that maybe Russia will be joined by several countries in the future invasion of Israel, and one of these countries might be modern-day Turkey, because it certainly names a lot of, a lot of these um, names that are descendants uh, from Noah's children who were scattered amongst this region. So, that being said, after many days, verse 8, you will be mustered in the latter years. You will go against the land um, that is restored from war, the land whose people were gathered from many peoples upon the mountains of Israel, which had been a continual waste. Its people were brought out from the peoples and now dwell uh, securely, all of them. And then verse 9, you will advance, coming on like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. You and all your hordes and many peoples with you. So, again, this is a prophecy against this um, unnamed ruler called Gog. Thus says the Lord God on that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. So, this is maybe the invasion plan, maybe, I don't know. And say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. Okay. I will fall upon the quiet people who dwell securely, all of them living without walls and having no bars or gates. Okay, so in other words, they're planning an attack, and they're going to fall down on them. They're going to come down on them. Maybe in something aerial, who knows. So now we've got verse 14, Therefore, son of man, prophecy, and say to Gog, Thus says the Lord God, On that day when my people, Israel, are dwelling securely, will you not know it? You will come from your place out of the uttermost parts of the north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great host, a mighty army. You will come up against my people, Israel, like a cloud covering the land. So again, middle picture here. Everybody's descending on Israel like the center of a clock. You know, 3 o'clock is Persia. 12 o'clock noon is Turkey um, coming in with um, um, Russia from the north, from the south, uh, the land of Cush, Sudan, Ethiopia. Um and it, the, maybe the 9 o'clock position, you've got the land of Put, Algeria, Libya, Tanzania, uh, Morocco, all these different um, places um, stemming in. So it's from the northeast, southwest. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud covering the land, verse 16. In the latter days, I will bring you against my land that the nations may know me. When through you, O Gog, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. So in other words, all these nations are coming upon Israel because of God's hand, that God is in control. And it's not that Israel is weak and God can't protect them. God is bringing 
these nations against Israel for a purpose. And that purpose is to use this nation Israel once again to work out his plan through their nation. And it is to show the world that God is God. And this is going to be God's fight because God is going to defeat all of these, this big, huge army from the north, east, south, and west. Verse 18. But on that day, the day that Gog shall come against the land of Israel, declares the Lord God, my wrath will be roused in my anger. There should be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Okay? So this is going to be something against the land of Israel. And the mountain shall be thrown down, and the cliff shall fall down, and every wall shall tumble to the ground. Verse 21, I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the Lord. So I don't know. The picture is is that, uh, I mean, maybe this army is already on the ground in Israel. Maybe they're all there, you know, feeling like they've won or something. And then once these people are drawn in, or whatever's happening, um, there's going to be this huge earthquake. And everything's going to be flattened. Um, and then verse 21, I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother with pestilence and bloodshed. I will enter to, into judgment with him, and I will reign upon him and his hordes and the many peoples who are with him. Torrential rains and hailstorms, hailstones, fire and sulfur. So I will show my greatness and my holiness and make myself known in the eyes of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. So we don't have a timetable. We don't know how this is going to occur. But all these nations are going to come uh, towards the land of, of uh, Israel. Now, again, you uh, your brain would assume that this is all going to happen in one big battle. Or maybe it's going to happen over many generations. I don't know that either. But in any event, uh, God says he will do it. And uh, there's going to be um, hooks in the mouth of Gog. He's going to, you know, like when he says in uh, verse 4, I will put hooks in your jaws and I will bring you out and all your army. So he's going to, he's putting hooks in their mouths to drag them in, just like, just like you're catching a fish or you're catching an animal. Okay, you're snaring for a trap. Okay, and so, and all of this is for the reason, verse 23, so I will show my greatness and my holiness and make myself known in the eyes of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And as we see verse 39, verse 2, and I will turn you about and drive you forward and bring you up from the uttermost parts of the north and lead you against the mountains of Israel. Okay? And this this is how we... Uh, that was verse 2, but verse 1 of chapter 39, And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshesh and Tubal. 
Okay, now Meshish and Tubal were cities that, again, are identified in modern-day Turkey. So, um, again, is Gog sort of this chief of Russia? Is Gog sort of this chief of, of Turkey? Um, McGee feels like it is Russia. But in any event, um, from the uttermost parts of the north, that seems like it's Russia because it's the uttermost parts of the north. So geographically, it kind of points to them. So you shall fall on the mountains of Israel, verse 4. In other words, this great people are going to fall down on the mountains of Israel, you and all your hordes and the peoples who are with you. Okay, all these allies apparently of invaders. I will give you to the birds of prey and every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall in the open field. For I have spoken, declares the Lord God, and I will send fire on Magog and on those who dwell securely in the coastlands. They shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 11, On that day I give to Gog a place for burial in Israel, the valley of travelers, east of the sea. Maybe that's east of the Dead Sea. That would be in Israel. The Dead Sea sort of like on the borderline between Israel um and um, uh, Jordan. So maybe it's east of the Dead Sea. That's where they're going to um, fall there. It will block the travelers, for there Gog and all his multitude will be buried. It will be called the Valley of Hamog. For seven months the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. And all the people of the land will bury them, and it will be renowned. On that day I will show my glory, declares the Lord. So God's going to reveal himself that day. And when these travel through the land, verse 15, and anyone sees a human bone, he shall set up a sign by it till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hamongog. Hamon is also the name of the city. Thus shall cleanse the land. Verse 21, I will set my glory on the nations, and all the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed. Verse 22, the house of Israel shall know I am the Lord their God from that day forward. Interesting that even in modern day, modern day Israel now doesn't accept the Lord Jesus Christ. As their God, even now. Now, there are Christian churches there, but the, the official, you know, Jewish religion does not accept the Lord. And the Lord's, uh, if you look at this in total, um, the Lord's going to reveal himself. Down in verse 23, I hid my face from them and gave them into the hand of their adversaries, and they all fell by the sword. I dealt with them according to their uncleanliness and transgressions and hid my face for them. But in verse 25, we end on this very positive hope. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, now I will restore the fortunes of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and they will be jealous for my holy name. They will be jealous. They will say, oh, 
This is our God. What are we doing? He's, you know, this is, what are we trying to believe in? They will be jealous for His holy name. They shall forget all their shame and all their treachery. They have practiced against me when they dwelt securely in their land with none to make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them from their enemies' lands and and through them have vindicated my holiness in the sight of many nations. God is using Israel to vindicate His name. And all these nations that are going to center on Israel are all going to fall. Verse 28, Then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, because I sent them into exile among the nations, then assemble them in their own land. I will need none of them remaining among the nations anymore, and I will not hide my face anymore from them when I pour out my Spirit upon the house of Israel, declares the Lord God. Wow, what a an amazing prophecy that we see. And we see that God's hand is working even in our modern day times. God's hand is still in control. People think that uh, that that God is old-fashioned, is fake, but God shows that He is still in control and this prophecy in Ezekiel is a prophecy for us to look at, too. And he is going to use all these nations to invade, to vindicate his name. So, a lot for us to understand and to, to think about. And just know that no matter what's going on in your life specifically, God is still in control. He's in control of the nations but He's in control of and knows what we're going through. He doesn't control what you do, but He's in control of history itself. And so it shows us that we have one Lord that can save us. We have one Lord that is sovereign over all of this world's trials and tribulations. And that's where we need to keep our eyes focused on. Because when the nation Israel took their eyes off, without the presence of the Lord, their nation suffered. And we will too. No one can live without the presence of the Lord. So for me to all of you, God bless you. We'll see you next time. And um, as we continue our study... Through this book of Ezekiel, we're almost finished with it. And after that, we'll start back in the New Testament. So for me to all of you, God bless you. We'll see you next time. And now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Batali. Batali, hope you had a great weekend. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say about this awesome study. God bless you. We'll see you next time.